Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host on Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Ladies and gentlemen, we're welcome to have back our recurring guest, Mr. Jim Smith, who is the founder and president of GAN Analysis LLC back in our studio today. We are recording this program today on the anniversary of August 25th, 1987, where the, the S&P was at a particular point. But this program, while it is recorded this Tuesday, it is going to air on Sunday. So we'll see how Jim's predictions uh, come about. Jim, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me on, Daryl. It's great to be back. It's really good to have you back on the program because we've been talking about the stock market, gold, oil, Bitcoin quite a bit. And uh, you've, you've had some hits and you've had some misses. So, you know, pretty good track record. Um, so where do you want to start today? Today, the, the Dow closed down 59.95 down to 28.24, The S&P, which is one that you always love to talk about, uh, closed up 12.34 uh, at 34.43. So where do you want to start, Jim? Oh, we can start with the S&P. That's fine. Okay. So what's going on with the S&P? I mean, of course, you know, Apple, uh, they're talking about a four to one stock split. Yeah. With Apple, that was a, uh, a reason for the rally, the recent rally. And uh, now that it is split, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep it going up. But obviously, anytime you split a stock, uh, the, the the logic is people think it's cheaper, even though it's really not. Um, no, but it's more, it's affordable, right? It's more affordable for retail, and a lot of people like to get in. So that has given it a boost. It's been a big deal. Um, but I just wonder, any kind, anytime you have a, a company that's worth more than $2 trillion market cap. Um, seems like a little bit expensive to me, but you know, I, I, I don't doubt that Apple's a great company. It's, it's something that um, a lot of people, anyone who shorts it probably loses money. And um, so I'm, I'm not here to say uh, Apple's going down, but I think it's a little expensive at current, current levels. And but uh, specifically mm -hmm. why can you give us some specifics in regards to why you feel it's a little expensive? Well, I don't get into the fundamentals so much as looking at the chart patterns. And anytime a stock goes up in a parabolic manner, you know, it, it's sort of a truism that, you know, you can't go up vertically for very long. Uh, you know, GAN theory, which is what I studied, um, you have certain slopes, um, you know, one by one is a 45 degree line. And then you have a two by one, which would be twice that slope, three by one, four by one, it's even steeper. And if a stock is moving up on a very steep slope, um, that's fine, but it can't maintain it for very long. So when you get these parabolic moves up, anytime you have a bubble like the tech stock bubble of 2000, you had days when Amazon you know, back in 1999 would go up, you know, 10, 15% in a day. And, you know, you can't maintain that for very long. That's the problem. And it seems like deja vu 
uh, seems like we're back to the tech stock bubble of 2000. So whether you're talking about Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, uh, Microsoft, the, the, all these stocks have gone up dramatically. And so my only point is you're taking on more risk at this point. And one thing I would point out to your listeners is, you know, if everyone considers tech, tech stocks sort of a safe haven because of COVID, uh, it's sort of a play on COVID because Amazon, everyone buys their stuff online. Nobody wants to go to the store. Well, wouldn't it be ironic if the real tech stock bubble pops when COVID is no longer a problem? In other words, when everyone thinks it's safe to go out and go shopping again, maybe they don't buy as much stuff on Amazon. Uh, they actually enjoy going to the store. So I think the real risk to a lot of these tech stocks, uh, Facebook, same idea. Everyone spends half their day on Facebook, but you know, if they're less worried about COVID, they might go out and actually enjoy themselves, you know, go to the park, um, go to a restaurant. Uh, so I think the, the interesting nuance here, sometime this fall, everyone thinks COVID is going to get worse. Well, what if it doesn't get worse? What if it actually, you know, some of this stuff starts to get better? You know, COVID is unmanageable and a vaccine comes out and it works pretty well and everyone goes, wow, maybe I will go to that restaurant, you know, and maybe I won't buy all that stupid stuff on Amazon that I was planning to waste my money on. Um, you know, anytime that you have a bubble, a parabolic move up, the fundamental analyst will come back and tell you the trade you should have done with 2020 hindsight. The chartist will tell you, I don't have all the reasons worked out. I just know that when a chart pattern presents itself, in this case, a parabolic move up, I know it's dangerous. So that's all I'm saying is Apple, Amazon, Facebook, all these stocks have gone up in parabolic fashion. So, so I, have, I have a couple of points, uh, counterpoints mm -hmm. I would like to, for you to address. I understand when you say that uh, these parabolics uh, rises in these stocks is due to COVID because people are inside. But what about the people who weren't computer savvy before COVID? You know, folks, you know, 50 and up, um, or folks who really didn't shop online, but because of COVID, now they're introduced to this new whole thing about no brick and mortar uh, order online. And also after COVID is over, I, I, I understand your point about some of that is going to decrease, but what about the underlying level of online purchasing? I would guess it's, 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 it's going to continue. It's going to, it's going to maintain some type of major increase. Because folks are saying, like, you know, grandmom. Grandmom said, I never used uh, Amazon before, but now I can use Amazon. I can buy my grandchildren what I want. I mean, so you're, we're, going, we're going to see some of that to, to stay into effect. Would you not agree? I would agree. I'd also say grandma needs to take a cough drop or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're, picking I, on, you're picking on my bad voice impersonations. 
Oh, no, I was just having fun. Oh, uh, it's okay. <laughs> we need to have fun on, on leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, it's amazing to see what Amazon has done. Apple, um, you know, picking Apple, you know, the thing that got my attention, and, and this is not charting, this is just They've got their own custom chips, and apparently in the next year or two, they'll come out with a new chip that's twice as fast as anything else out there. And the chip they have now is far superior. Um, so you're going like, wow, what's really going to stop them? So I can understand why people are bullish on Apple, uh, Amazon, you know, Facebook. I, I understand the argument. I just think um, it's sort of like a willing suspension of disbelief, or in this case, belief. I know that what's discounted in the market is all the positive news. Maybe the negative news is not yet discounted. And there may be things happening in, a, you know, in the next three months that nobody could think of right now. Um, so that's all I'm saying. Uh, Amazon probably will have more business going forward than they had pre-COVID uh, on a permanent basis because of what you just said. But I think some people will probably say, I'm just so cooped up. I want to I wanna get out and do things. I want to spend uh, less money on things and more money on experiences. You know, this, I think millennials tend to be that way. And you know, maybe a lot of people who've been cooped up will probably say, you know, it's time to spend money on something else. Yeah, but don't you think that Apple and the other tech stocks are going to benefit from that because it requires technology to really maximize your fun with all of the apps and uh, different tools that you can use on your on your cell phone? Yeah, I believe I believe that all of that's true. And, you know, I'm not discounting that they won't. They keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a major correction, but some sort of pullback seems likely. And I guess that's where, it, for me, it's a suspension of belief because I know the market discounts all the positive information. And I think we have to be open to the idea that, hey, maybe uh, there's something out there that the charts are pointing to, but not explaining. Because remember, the charts don't actually give us a reason for the correction. All they do is present the pattern. And it's only after the fact that we understand, oh, that's the reason it's sold off. So, you know, I, I think some sort of correction is going to happen just based on the chart patterns. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at CNBC right now. And there's a gentleman named Laszlo um, Birinyi, who yeah. first bought Apple in 1997, says the stock is still a buy. I think a lot of people are making that point. And, you know, he's definitely been proven right if he's held it all that time. Um, so Apple right now is at $499.81. Uh, do your charts tell you anything about where Apple might be a week from now or two weeks from now or a month from now? Well, to be honest, I haven't looked that closely at Apple lately, but um, I know it's, it's been powering higher. Um, I do see that September, October, November, uh, the whole market is likely to be in a kind of a volatile space where 
you're going to have to get used to, you know, we've got used to the idea that stocks, tech stocks only go up. And I think that won't be true this fall. I think there will be a lot more ups and downs. So on a generalized basis, I would say get ready because, you know, there's going to be more volatility than people are probably used to. And the good volatility of stocks going up every day, they like that, but they're probably going to see a few days where tech stocks go down five or five percent in a day. Um, that's going to happen sometime this fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jim Smith says, put your seatbelt on. Things might get a little rocky. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Sometime so, in the fall, you know, without putting a date on it, but uh, the closer we get to October, November, I would say that odds are very good that mm -hmm. seasonally that's when you expect. And, and remember, you announced you, at the beginning of the show that, you know, September 25th, uh, 1987, that uh, was an anniversary um, that turned out that was the actual high for the S&P back in 1987. But that was September 25th, not August 25th. Oh, excuse me. Did I say? No, I meant August 25th. August so that, 25th. Okay. My bad. So if you want, I'll share the screen now and you can see that chart. Uh, yeah, let me... Uh, once, you, once you share your screen, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you see the screen now? Uh, not yet. You, got, okay. you had to hit share screen. And while uh, Jim is pulling that up, here we show. Okay, walk us, walk us okay. through. Okay. Okay. This is the uh, S and P. The high was three thirty seven point eight nine on August twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven, and interestingly enough, it sold off thirty six percent from high to low. In and of course, the biggest part of the sell off was October nineteenth. You know, the the crash itself right in there. But 36%, here's a little fact that maybe people don't, uh, that don't quite know. You know, the sell-off here this last spring in, in, in uh, March was actually 36%. Okay. So in effect, we had a 1987-style crash this spring. Uh, it, didn't, it doesn't stick in your mind as much as this one from '87 probably because this one, you know, uh, it just went down so hard and uh, just a matter of a few days. Uh, although the one in the spring was pretty nasty too, but uh, the market can be quite volatile on the way down. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is interesting. And what I would point out is that this is one of my favorite charts right now, Tesla. Uh, from the low back in March 2013 mm -hmm. to September of this year is 90 months. And for your listeners, they may not know this, but, you know, from GAN theory would suggest that uh, a 90-day cycle is important. A 90-week cycle is very important. Okay. And a 90-month cycle is hugely important. So, Anytime you see a stock rally into a 90-month cycle, you have to be a little bit skeptical. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people consider Tesla to be just another tech stock, like Google or um, Amazon or 
you know, um, Facebook. It, it, okay. it is in many ways regarded as a tech stock and they value it the same way as a tech stock. And that's why you have this huge run up. But if you're going to play that game and call it a tech stock, that's fine. But when you get a tech stock bubble that pops, then you have to realize that, hey, this thing could go down the same way it went up very mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm saying the FANG stocks this fall are likely to suffer a, a, a nasty correction. And I, I can't put give an exact date, but this cycle comes due for the month of September. Mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of like you have to keep an open mind. It might be October, might be a little later, it might be a little earlier. Uh, in terms of the actual price high and when it starts the correction, we, we don't always know that with precision. But mm -hmm. we do know that a 90-month cycle, going back to March of 2013, we formed a higher low 45 months later into December 2016, and then 45 months after that, we, the theory is that you will form a high in September which is only now a few days away. Um, so I, I see. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Jim Smith, the founder, president of GAN Analysis LLC. He is a regular guest. I encourage you to go on to iTunes under Seton Hall University, Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter. And Jim has been a guest on our show 10 or 11 times, but you can go back in time and listen to the interviews with his GAN WD GAN analysis that he that he's done, and to to really get a good sense of the wisdom that he's bringing to the stock market. You know, Jim. Before we, we we get into the discussion even further, in our remaining time, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to my website at GANanalysis.net. So how do you, how do you spell GAN? Uh, G A N N. So Gary, Alice, Nancy, Nancy. Um, and it's Gan, that was his last name, is W.D. Gan. So uh, my website is just Gan Analysis, one word, dot net. And that will take you um, to my website. And uh, I've got a lot of free stuff on there. Uh, I'm, I'm providing more educational stuff. So we're hoping to bring people into uh, the world of GAN, which is completely different than what they're used to. Right, right. Very good, very good. So what is so exciting about Tesla? Well, you're well, showing Tesla on the screen here. What, what, well, as I pointed out in our previous discussion, I was saying anytime a stock goes up parabolic, like you can see here, mm -hmm. you can't maintain that kind of vertical move up for very long you know, maybe a few months, two, three, four, five months, you know, the idea that this thing has been going up in vertical fashion since April. So all the way into September, you know, if you want to continue into the end of September, that's possible. But I would say, you know, just be ready for a pullback sometime in the fall. It could be any time, September, October, November, you should be ready for this thing to suffer I mean, and even if you're a wild fan of Elon Musk, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy, I think he's done some wonderful things, but I just think you're betting on one guy. Can you imagine anybody else handling that company um, 
you know, and the example would obviously be Steve Jobs, you know, when he passed away, a lot of people were worried about Apple. And it turns out, you know, Tim Cook did a great job and the company just kept going higher. But, you know, the worry will be that a guy like Elon Musk, it's all on his shoulders. So you want him to stay healthy. And uh, other than that, He's got so many balls in the air. He's got a space program. He's got a boring company. He's got Tesla cars. He's got trucks he's working on and solar panels. I mean, what doesn't he do already? Um, You can imagine that something could go wrong, even if it's not a major hiccup. Uh, And I know a lot of people who have shorted this stock and lost a huge amount of money. I don't advise that at all. But I'm just saying that if you were smart enough to buy this stock, you know, some months ago, you might want to take a little bit of profit because there's a very good chance of a pullback. And if you didn't get in, maybe you should welcome a pullback because it'll give you a chance to buy it. You know, maybe you don't want to buy it at 2000. Maybe you'd love to see it get back to a thousand. So. All right. So let's, let's talk about oil. What's, what's happening with oil? It closed today. Today is Tuesday, August 25th. It, oil closed at $43.34. And it was, uh, what, up 72 cents? Or was it down? I think it was up 72 cents. So uh, what's happening with oil? Well, oil is, um, you know, at a 3 eighths retracement. It's, it's basically at a level where you would expect a pullback. Um, it doesn't have to pull back. It is a strong market like other commodities, but what I've been telling clients, if you see it have trouble at the $43 area, uh, 43 to 45, anywhere in there, if it starts to show that it's topping, you might want to you know, consider the idea that it might fall back a little bit. Um, so it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter that... Uh, you know, the thing is uh, rallied. What matters is that it's meeting resistance and it might be getting ready to fall back a little bit. Um, I'm just trying to bring it up. Okay, let me give you back sharing. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, okay, you're, you're in good shape. So you should be able to, to, to share what All you right. Have. You can see this chart. Um, one of the theories of GAN is that you can divide any swing move from high to low into eight divisions and halfway through it is called the 50% retracement. Okay. And so we sold off into this low and rallied one, two, three, three eighths of the, uh, the overall move back to 43, 14. Uh, you know, you might be slightly above it, but the idea, uh, this doesn't include today's price action, but uh, if you have too much trouble here, the idea is you might, you might sell off a little bit. So even if you believe that oil is going higher long-term, if, if it can't close convincingly above this retracement, then it probably will come back to 37, maybe all the way down to 30. Um, so if it does close above it, you might go to 49, you know, that's the 50% retracement. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, it's not that we have a religious view one way or the other about oil. 
we're just looking at the chart pattern and saying, well, looks like it's having trouble. Maybe it's going to pull back or it looks like it just closed above it. So maybe it'll go a little higher. So, so straightforward. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm very interested in this GAN analysis, WD GAN, um, and I wanted to have a one-on-one session with you. And, and ladies and gentlemen, and during COVID, we welcome all pets. So um, tell your dog I said hello. Um, I have three dogs. Sorry about three, that. That's, no, it's quite all right. Hey, I, I welcome it. I have three dogs and three cats. So, you know. But um, am I able to have a consultation with you? Yeah, if somebody wants to become a client, it's not a problem. That's part of the subscription. You, I love talking to clients. So you get ideas from them. Is you know, it's a good way to share ideas. Okay, excellent, excellent. And um, they can buy increments of what type of time? Thirty minutes, hour, two hours. Um, well, right now, what I do is I get them to subscribe for three months, and there's a trial subscription, and then they get emailed every day a report and then if they have questions they can call me but um typically people when wind up being rather busy so they read the report and they might text me or email me with a question if they want to call me i'm happy to talk to them um but the the main idea is the subscription to the uh, the daily service which includes the s&p and you know, as time permits, I cover usually one or two other markets during the day. And um, over the course of a few months, they get to see a range of markets, you know, Forex, bonds, stocks, commodities, even Bitcoin. Excellent. 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 And of course, all the details are on your website. Exactly. Beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so, you know, believe it or not, Jim, we only have a couple minutes left. And I want to make sure that we touch upon the metals, right? Because I know um, you've had some predictions about gold and silver. Um, silver today closed down 32 cents at 26.57. You had mentioned in our pre-interview that you thought that silver might be in for somewhat of a large correction. Could you, could you, could you uh, share with us your thoughts about that? Well, in our prior interview, um, you know, going back a few months, I was looking for silver to spike to $26 or maybe $30. It got up to $30. It fell back to 26. And what I'm telling clients is if you get below 2430, you might go down to $21, maybe $20. And I don't think the pullback is over. You know, you had such a volatile swing move up. And silver is a very volatile commodity. So uh, it would not be surprising to see it fall back to $20. Um, all I would say to your listeners is uh, if you do see silver get back to $20, you should be buying it um, with the idea that if not, if you're a day trader, but if you are looking longer term and you want to, position in silver, you know, the time to look for it would be if it gets down to 20, if no guarantee that it will get that low, but if it does, I think that would be a great time to buy. Well, that is really very interesting to hear. And again, Jim, if you could share with folks how they, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, you can go to my website, www.ganalysis.net. 
And if you register, you get access to free reports, some older reports, and uh, you get an, a flavor of how GAN works by looking through some of those older reports. And then if it's something you're interested in, then you know I have a three-month trial subscription that uh, at a very reasonable rate, they can subscribe and they get, get to try out the service for three months and see stuff in real time. Um, and you know, if it's something that they're really interested, then they continue. All right. Well, Jim, I want to thank you again for coming on the program. You're a regular guest, and I've always enjoyed our very intellectual discussions about WD-GAN analytics and uh, to talk about your company, GAN Analysis LLC. I want to thank you for coming on the program. Thanks a lot, Daryl. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM. Our guest, Mr. Jim Smith, who is the president and founder of GAN Analysis LLC. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, you can go to our podcast on iTunes under Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter, and you'll see all 271 shows, including the 10 interviews with Mr. Smith. Uh, we want to wish you a very happy, good weekend, but remember, Leadership begins with you. WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net.